What can we do to have a strong marriage? I mean, in a world where everybody seems to be getting divorced and we've heard horror stories of all the things that are happening between couples. I mean, what can we do to have a strong marriage? Now, this this podcast is kind of for people who are either already married and they just want to have a good, healthy, strong marriage, or maybe their marriage isn't going that well and they want to just make it better and they want some ideas, or maybe you are looking for a spouse and you want to get some insight of some really great things you can do to stay close to that person and have a long marriage of love. So today I'm going to share five things that my husband and I do regularly to have our marriage strong, alhamdulillah, and I want to share them with you. Take a listen. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the place where we are empowering the Muslim community at this moment to grow and thrive. Uh, my name is Mindful Muslima, and I am a mom of five, kind of a big sister to the community, and I just happen to be an educator of 20 years working with the Muslim and non-Muslim community. Um, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about five things that you can do to keep your marriage strong. Matter of fact, I'm going to share my own personal things that I do with my husband, our own daily and weekly and yearly rituals, so you guys can get a little insight into my life, but also get some tips on how to make your marriage stronger. And if you're not married yet, and you're looking for a spouse, no worries. It's always good to skill up and get these now, so then once you find the right person, you know exactly what to do. So today, I'm going to be talking about five things that we do, and I'm going to leave the best for last, just because I think it's fun, right? So the last one is going to be my ultimate number one thing that you could do to kind of make your marriage super strong. It has served me well, and alhamdulillah, it is, it is something I think you're going to really understand why I put it as the number one. But um, today, if you haven't caught already, I had an Instagram live where I, forgive me guys, I'm in the city, so no matter what I do, the noises are what they are. Um, I gave um, two of my tips um, on Instagram live this morning. So and it didn't look like it was the morning. It was so dark. I don't know. It's so crazy here in the city. Sometimes it's pitch black in the morning and other times it's super sunny. Yes, I know it's the weather, but it's just odd because sometimes the temperature is the same and the sky looks the same. So I don't know. I don't get it what it is lately, but um, I, in the morning, have been super super dark even though um, more so than usual in the winter I don't know Um, so anyway I just wanted to say uh, the first one um, I'm gonna get into in one second but I just wanted to tell you something that I thought was really important I just wanted you to know that a lot of the success that you're gonna hear me explain okay a lot of the things that have really helped me they didn't just help me like I didn't just marry some random person and then boom all these amazing things happen I want to be super transparent okay guys a lot of the success that my husband and I have had is due to us putting in the time to find each other in the right way beforehand and you know that's why I kind of put forth this whole love series I feel a lot of people could use more information on how to search for spouses how to like maintain marriages once you're in them and things like that. I think the biggest thing that stopped me for a long time not to have someone like that is because of the lack of information or education for me. That really made sense Islamically. There's stuff out there, but it's not usually meant for us the same way in like in modern times. So that's why I really wanted you guys to have this stuff. And doing it doing it the right way 
will will help you so much more. And um, you know, the problem with mankind though is um, we tend to just try to figure things out on our own, and we don't put in the time, and we suffer a lot. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the Quran, He talks about that a lot. He talks about how like mankind just kind of like suffers and struggles, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala put all the answers in the Quran, and we like don't even read it, don't even follow it, astaghfirullah, and we just do our own thing. Then we're like whining and crying and looking for self help stuff, and we don't understand why it's not all working out. So let me just reiterate what the message of the Quran is, which is read, iqra, read, educate yourself, gain information, skill up so that you can know how to approach things. And uh, for that reason, this episode today is sponsored by the Muslim Marriage Lab, which is the course that I have just now released, but it's only open for a limited time until January 18th, is a course where we're going to help you find a spouse like an expert. There are four modules. I'll just tell you what the names of them are. The first one is the self-reflection module. We are putting in the the self-work, important self-work. We're going to work on all the internal stuff that has been slowing you down. In my Facebook pop-up group, um, that's limited and you guys are awesome and it's so good the stuff you guys are saying that's all they've been doing is just digging deeper but the course is actually the deep dive that was just like scratching the surface if you're in that group the deep dive is in the course itself um second we're gonna go into how do you actually find a spouse i got all the cool stuff in there i got the personality toolkit so you can figure out your personality there's I have even the bonus gift for people who are actually joining now, which is how to read body language and micro expressions to tell if people are lying in a sit down when you go sit with them. I thought that'd be really interesting to throw in. And number three, how to deal with your family and your friends and your culture when it is not in line with Islam or what you want for yourself. And finally, number four, the step-by-step roadmap and exactly how to get married the halal way. We cover everything from like exactly how to do it to like the walis and the mahar and everything. So today's uh, episode is sponsored by that. So I just wanted to say, if you haven't already, I'll put the link below. If you're interested to check out the free webinar that explains a bit more on how to find a spouse like an expert. Okay, so let's jump into uh, exactly the tips that I have or the, the, the rituals my husband and I have been doing on a regular basis all these years. So the first one I mentioned, like I said, the first two I mentioned in my IG live is that we have scheduled time together every day. I know it sounds dorky, but it's just like, it's not so much like a, like a, a rigid schedule as much as it's time that we look forward to spending with each other. So there's two times a day where my husband and I connect, even though we are like some of the busiest people on earth. Um, I'm typically really busy between um, all the engagements I have. I have speaking engagements all the time, or I'm, I'm with the kids, I'm doing homeschooling, or I'm working on other projects. I'm doing this with you guys um, and I'm being a regular wife and mom and I'm also doing a lot of other community service. So I am extremely busy and my husband, he has um, a couple businesses so he's always working and covering those. But regardless, we take time for one another and that is really important to keep a marriage strong, guys. So the first thing we do, just for your curious, the two times of day that we spend together is one, we work out together. Yes, for years. I would say maybe we started this about 10 years ago. Um, we work out together and we go to the gym or we um, we do it at home. Uh, we at first used to go to the gym. We now do it more so at home because we found that the environment there is not so great. So we actually love this particular... Um, set called PS90X. I don't know. I can't remember it. P90X. I don't want to promote things that are like whatever, but it's, um, it's really great and it's very good for whole body. There's like all types of, you know, um, 
strength training and and um there's even like some there's just different types of um pilates like there's different things in there like all these different you know gurus and stuff but my husband and i have found some really great results but the best result is the result of our marriage because we have about an hour every day where we spend time together and we take the time to like try to look good for one another because we said you know what we want to look good for each other we don't want to get um you know out of shape and everything and since we're doing it with the intention of making our spouse happy, I think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kind of blesses it. And the second time we're together during the day is every day we put the kids to bed at 8 p.m. And then we go together maybe about 8.30, 9 o'clock and we sit down for about an hour with each other every day. And that's how we connect. And I always know because I'm kind of cleaning up this final stuff and I find my husband, he finds his way to the couch and he's waiting for me. And I go there and I sit with him and we spend time. Or maybe we're catching up on the day or he wants to show me something Funny, or he wants to take my opinion on something or I want to take his opinion on something we just genuinely love to spend time with each other and chat and that's that wouldn't be possible if I didn't find the right person and put in the time to like figure out what type of person I am first so I did a lot of personal soul searching before I got married and and that's why I kind of talk about that on this podcast and in other areas with you guys. So the second thing that we um, we do, and I know it sounds so cheesy, my kids always make fun of us <laughs> because they're like, you guys are so corny, could you stop doing But it's something beautiful and at the end of the day though, it's funny, my daughter got married and then she said, mommy, I actually love that you guys were like that and, and you you I could see the love between each other. She says, and we do that too now. And so what is it that I'm talking about? Um, so we have a ritual where every time we greet each other and leave each other, we always like kiss each other, whatever, on the cheek and say salam alaikum. It's very simple. It takes about 30 seconds. And um, subhanAllah, um, like my husband, he'll come in from, from work and the kids will maybe like rush him to the door and he'll kiss them. But then he walks straight up to me and he kisses me on my cheek and he says, Assalamu alaikum. Same thing with me. If I'm coming in the house, I put my stuff down. I say whatever my 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 vicar for walking in the house. I walk up to my husband and I say salam alaikum and I kiss him on the cheek. The same thing when we leave. We know we're leaving. We find each other. We never leave without finding each other and we kiss each other on the cheek and we just say salam alaikum and we leave. And I think this is small and it might seem insignificant or someone might even say cheesy. But the truth is you never know when you're going to leave someone if that's the last time you're ever going to see them and you want to leave on good terms. And the other thing is, you know, it's, it's just a good practice that I'm happy to see you. I missed you. And I want to greet you and look forward to this. As opposed to, I've seen spouses just like walk in, ignore, not even talk to the other spouse, like grunt a couple times, go on the couch and play with their phone or something. So it's just really, it does something I think for the marriage where there's that expectation that I, I'm looking forward to seeing you. And let me tell you how happy I am to see you. And I feel that's something that has really, really helped to save our marriage over the years. Now, uh, getting into the, the third thing that really has helped us, it's, um, it's something I think that's really important. And you know, psychologists, they talk about this too. Um, I've heard actually a lot of different studies done on this, studying how people fight how people fight when some people fight they get really rude and dirty they like so that would be my number three which is we don't fight dirty or we don't fight mean when we are not happy with one another we don't like go in we're not like oh and let me tell you everything I've ever hated about you ever oh and remember the time that you, this happened let me remind you of it every time we fight we don't fight like that it is not 
with adab of Islam. In Islam, we don't do that. And, and it's not acceptable. And for a reason, because these things can scar a marriage. Now, it might be that you don't do that to your spouse, but your spouse does that to you. And there's there's things that you could do to address that. But that's not today's podcast. I could talk another podcast. If you guys are interested, DM me about that. But the truth is we made a commitment again. We talked about these things before we got married in our sit-downs. That's why I have the course right now. It's not because I'm trying to like show you guys I have a course. I'm not like, you know, it's it's because I need you guys to know that this stuff is successful because I put the time in and my husband put in before. We sat down and discussed what is important to us and how people deal with one another. And if we were to get married, you know, expectations that we had, I looked at my non-negotiables and my boundaries and I said, I'm not going to marry a guy who is, you know, going to be vindictive or going to be like this. And then some people are like, well, how can you tell if they're like that? I'm like, well, that's why I made the personality test guys. That's why I made the micro expression and the body language to read things. It's not, we, we act like we don't know. And we're like, oh, how will I figure it out? It's not that hard guys. There is information out there that I'm just trying to make it accessible, you know? So we don't fight dirty. We don't um, pull out, you know, the ammo when we're going to fight with each other. We, we fight, but we fight with mercy and we fight with empathy. So yes, we do fight because everybody fights because you're never going to be on the same page hundred percent of the time. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, show you something that is unrealistic, but it's how you fight. And psychologists talk about that. People who fight like this have longer marriages because when you're a person who's going to go in and try to hurt the other person because they hurt you, that's when things kind of start to go south, guys. So just try not to get into that habit. And if you already have, you can still break out of it. And like I said, if you want more information on that, we can do a different uh, podcast about that. So number four is we both, the thing that has saved our marriage is we both have a growth mindset. My husband did not have one at first. And I think I did. I don't think I had one at first. I think we both didn't. But we both were committed to making things work and finding solutions. I think at the time we didn't know when we were getting married and we were a bit younger that that was something that now is coined as the growth mindset. But it's actually like a sunnah practice. But I think somebody... You know, in modern day, they have all these terms. And so, um, and if you don't know what a growth mindset is, I'll link it below. I'm not going to go into all that now. But basically, it's the idea. You can get more information about it there. But basically, it's the idea that you don't believe that you're stuck a certain way, you're born a certain way, and there's nothing you could do about it in certain situations, whatever that means. And there's all different types of levels of what that can mean. It means that you believe there's a solution out there for a problem. You just haven't found it yet. So that's really important for marriage because you're going to have a lot of problems in marriage. And if you come with the attitude of like, oh, my spouse is never going to change. They're always going to be late all the time. Or my spouse is never going to change. They're always going to be rude when it comes to this. Or my spouse is, is so annoying and they're never going to change. Because If you have that idea, you're, you're just the chances of a good marriage. And a, how about this? A happy marriage where you guys actually want to be with each other and spend time with you. I know a lot of people who are married and they're not happily married. They just stay for the kids and things like that. And who really wants a marriage like that? I mean, that just sounds daunting to wake up to that marriage every day, right? So let's just think about, like, I would say, and that's one of my suggestions in, um, I was in Looking for Love, I think that's another podcast, was like, find someone who has a growth mindset. It is incredible the difference that makes. So my husband didn't have one at first, and I, I kind of 
showed him the process of it and he's been working on it because he comes from a more traditional culturally traditional society where they don't like have those types of things there's a set way where you handle things and some of that was un-islamic and some of it was islamic and so we just kind of you know took the good left the bad type of thing and yeah so we incorporated that it has saved our marriage so i suggest that i'll maybe i'll link one of the podcasts to that below i'm thinking of doing an entire course on that if there's something you guys are interested in and how to shift to that mindset let me know okay number four is excuse me number five is the number one thing that has saved our marriage and i'm telling you the reason i want to share this one with you is because um this to me is the real key because if you do this one the rest of them all fall in place those little um suggestions i gave you just now are nothing compared to doing this one and which one am i talking about I'm talking about to have the sunnah as our language, our common language, and not our culture. To use the sunnah and its principles as our common guidebook and not our personal culture. What does that mean? Okay, let me give you an example. My husband's culture is a type of culture where, um, how do I say this? Um, Men and women do not hang out with each other in public even when they're married you do not take your wife to the restaurant no way are you crazy you want everyone to see your wife what kind of a man are you that's that's the mentality okay so you don't go out you don't take her out you don't go places it's considered like inappropriate let's just say and so and and many other things like that now i come from a background where my mom and dad did everything together they were here they were there Wow, that sounds like that could be a recipe for disaster in a marriage, right? Because imagine as a woman, you're like thinking your husband's going to spend all this time with you because you spent, you saw your parents spending time with one another. And so that's your expectation that we will do things together. Be best friends even. Oh my gosh, God forbid, right? But what if the man's perspective, rightfully so, because that's the example that he's been given is that men hang out with men and women hang out with women and you don't take your wife anywhere outside if you go outside you go outside with your guy friends and girls might go out with their girlfriends and you do not go out with your spouse period wow that could be if that's their expectation that sounds like a lot of potential fighting so let me tell you what my husband and I did to solve that one and this is just one example of how we use the sunnah as our guidebook and not our own culture we made a commitment before we were married in the sit downs this is what i'm telling you guys that's why in module two i explained how to do the sit downs we made a point to um like actually talk about our expectations for the way we wanted to interact with one another and there were very specific questions that you can ask and things like that and so we realized we made a commitment that we wanted to follow the sunnah and that we were committed to doing that even if it meant that our culture had to be like our cultural ways of doing things in the past had to change so we didn't look at our parents as an example we decided to collectively look at the the messenger peace be upon him and his wife's example the example of the sunnah and say well how did they do it and we know from the messenger peace be upon him he would spend time in his house with his wife, but he would also play with her outside. For example, Aisha, radiallahu anha, he would like run and chase and joke with her. And I think there's even a situation where he put her on his shoulders. So he was going out with his wife. He would hold hands. In my husband's culture, that would never happen. That is just, wow, who does that? You know, but my culture, you know, it's like, so we looked and used that collective thing and said, let's do that and make that our 
our common language, even though our, our we speak different languages, and um, you know from our from our backgrounds, ethnicities, and we we were raised different ways. But how could we make a marriage work? Is we use the sunnah as our as our guidebook, as our rule of thumb when we had any decisions and any time we were unhappy with one another, we said, well, well, what does the sunnah say? Am I ful- fulfilling my rights as a wife? to you based on the sunnah and that's another thing like I said I put in um, like my whole thing with the course because if you don't know your rights as a woman how are you going to know if some guy is giving you your rights and if you don't know your rights as a man how are you going to know if your wife is actually keeping her rights or maybe you're just mad about cultural stuff like do we know the difference which is also why in like module three I have a whole thing about culture knowing your your culture versus um, Islam and what that actually says I mean it's it's intense we have to know so yeah, we used our number one secret as we used the sunnah as our, as our guidebook. And some people are like, oh, mindful Muslima, that's so sweet. You found that, that husband of yours, but there's no good guys out there. That is not true. That is not true. When people say that, um, it's because they maybe don't understand the approach. They don't understand the approach. And let me tell you a final bonus secret. My husband and I did not look for each other. So I constantly get the question, where can I look for a spouse? Well, we didn't look for each other. How about that? We instead, again, followed the sunnah and used the guidelines. And that's all I'm really sharing with in all these, this love series is the guidelines to actually find each other. And Allah is the best keeper of promises. And he promised to help the person who does it in that way. And so there's just no, no way for us not to have success by the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know? So I just want to say that if you go about things the right way, you can have success too. I don't want people to think that it's not possible for them depending on where they are in the world, where they are in their life and their family situation. But yeah, alhamdulillah, these are the five things that were some of the big things that I think are just either everyday little things that we do, like saying hi and goodbye or spending time in our schedule together and stuff like that, or just mental shifts that we have made within our relationship to keep our relationship really just healthy and strong over all these years. And um, so I just want, and, and the whole thing about fighting and making sure we understand that even when things are not so amazing, how do we still show kindness and empathy? And that again is actually the um, tip number three I gave you is actually from the Sunnah. Because the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his wife, he or his wives didn't, they didn't go at it with each other in a dirty way. Like they just, they, 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 they were always maintaining adab and and respect and matters and so that's all we're really doing in 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 what my suggestion for number three is just following the sunnah right and it's the same kind of thing with the, the greeting one of the the sunnah is to greet your spouse to greet other people it's their it's their right upon the other muslim is to get a greeting of salam so we're just keeping the sunnah there right and things like that so it's it's that easy guys if we just take the time to to learn so jazakumallahu khairan I think I, I think that those could really really help anyone in any marriage and I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you if you're already married a long and healthy marriage and if you're not married yet may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you a spouse that is the coolness of your eyes thank you guys for joining me I'll talk to you in the next one assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh